Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Great potential without a matching character is equal to great collapse. And authority without integrity will result in calamity. Yes, Pastor Francis Aubin, proclaiming God's mind to you Praise today. Praise God. What a blessing. Praise the Lord. I know God is going to bless your life this morning like never before. Great things are going to happen in your life. Shout a big amen. Praise God. Shake somebody one more time. Say you are welcome. It's a blessing. Praise God. We started a series on confident faith. And we want to continue this morning. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you for your providence, your blessings. And to us this morning, as we feast on your word, let there be testimonies in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's read Psalm 65, verse number 5. Psalm 65, verse number 5. Praise God. It said... By terrible things in righteousness will thou answer us, O God of our salvation, who at the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of them that are afar off upon the sea. Praise the Lord. Can you see what is there? Shall we read it together? One go. By terrible things in righteousness... Will thou answer us, O God of our salvation, who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth, and of them that are far off upon the sea? Is it powerful? Please take your seat. By terrible things in righteousness. Will thou answer us? There are terrible things in righteousness. One of them is vengeance. Yeah, it's powerful. The Lord can kill and make alive. But it's in righteousness. It's, it's, it's right for God to do that. It's, there are some terrible things in righteousness. God can even kill a righteous man. Who is almost veering off their purpose to save their soul. It's also a terrible. It doesn't only kill unbelievers. Yeah, yeah. The Bible is very clear. That some of them, he will redraw them to save them in eternity. It's all part of the terrible things. Are you following here at all? But what's important there is for our topic is the fact that God is the confidence. Look at that. The confidence of all the ends of the earth. The Lord is the confidence 
of all the ends of the earth and even people who are far off. So, when we're discussing the confident faith, this is part three. The Bible is very clear about what originally should serve as the confidence of human beings. And God should be your confidence. Praise the Lord. God should be your what? Your confidence. In Proverbs chapter 3 verse 26, the Bible makes us understand that for the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. The Lord shall be thy confidence. Tell somebody, the Lord shall be thy confidence. And shall keep thy foot from being taken. Tell them, it shall keep thy foot from being taken. Praise the Lord. So, for the Lord shall be thy confidence. Shall. So, we learn that the Lord is already the confidence of the earth. But not everybody will plan their confidence in God. So here, he is prophesying, the wise man, that even though originally God is supposed to be the confidence of everyone on the face of the earth, it's not everybody who is going to choose to walk in confidence with God or who is going to choose to trust the Lord. That word confidence there means trust God. It means boldness in God. It means courage in God. Praise the Lord. So, but it says here that the Lord shall be thy confidence. It means that he's opening the eyes of the person he's singing this proverb to. That you need to make a choice to walk with God and make him your confidence. Make God your point of trust. Make God your point of boldness. When that happens... He said, he will keep thy foot from being taken. <laughs> Say from being taken. Is it powerful? Is it our church? Are you sure it's our church? He will keep thy foot from being taken. What's the essence of your feet? The essence of your feet is to give you stability. And also give you the opportunity to walk. Um, or to be mobile, actually. So... He says, when you plant your heart and confidence in God, then you'll be established. You'll be kept from falling. So the man whose confidence is not in God easily falls, easily trips. I mean, without your feet, you're already on ground, right? <laughs> when your foot is taken, you, you stumble and fall. So people who are trying to marry or who are married and their confidence is in the goodness of the man or the goodness of the woman. They normally stumble and fall because every man is fallible. Praise the Lord. We are going to learn some things here. I'm excited about it. Every man is fallible. When you put your confidence in things that do not have eternal value, you stumble and fall. Your foot will be taken. We learn the dictionary definition. Simplest of confidence is, is trust in a person or a thing. So when you trust in a thing, 
you put all your weight on a thing, knowing that it can sustain you. You put your trust in a person. You put all your weight in the person, knowing that it can perform a certain um, function unto you. So he said, your foot will not be taken. You will not fall because the Lord is your confidence. It's powerful. When you pay your tithe, when you give your first fruit, when you swear your allegiance and covenant, you know, with the Lord, swear your allegiance to the Lord, you should now begin to walk in that confidence, knowing that this invisible God is going to keep your foot from being taken. And your decisions determine your movement. So, for the Bible to say you will keep your foot from being taken means God is going to direct you in the kind of decisions you should be taking. And when you take them, you shall not fall. Say a big amen. amen. So, confidence, look at Confidence is actively worshipping God in the spirit. Your trust in God is actively worshipping God in the spirit. Philippians 3.3. 3. The Bible said that for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and we have no confidence in the flesh. We have no confidence in what? Tell somebody, do not build your confidence in the flesh. Please open your mouth and prophesy to that person because you are a prophet and a prophetess. Tell somebody, do not build your confidence in the flesh. Praise the Lord. So we are the circumcision that worship God in the spirit. Say, I worship God in the spirit. <laughs> You know, you remember in John chapter 4 verse 24, we come to the scripture. It says that the Lord seeketh they who worship him in spirit and in truth. So the way to minimize error or eliminate error in your walk with God is to worship him in spirit. And then you will be in truth. Praise the Lord. For example... You know, the Bible talks about praying amiss in the book of James. If you want to pray logically, you are most likely to pray amiss sometimes. Because what might be on your agenda might not be the same thing on the agenda of God. But one of the things that will keep you in line with the mind of God, with the will of God all the time, is speaking in the spirit. Speaking in tongues. When you speak in tongues, according to Romans chapter 8... You are groaning and altering statements that words cannot express. And the spirit is praying through you the will of God. So praying in the spirit, you can never pray amiss. Praise the Lord. You, you, in your mind, he said, and he said, when I pray in the spirit, my mind is fruitless. So in your mind, you might be thinking, okay, I'm praying that my business will prosper. God will now take that tongues. And send it to your sister who is about to go to the surgery room and the devil wants to kill. God would take that tongue speaking and use it as intercession on behalf of your sister. Even though your mind is thinking money, God is thinking preservation of life. Are you following now? So the best way to live your life as a child of God is to be flowing in the spirit. 
And Paul said, we do not have confidence in the flesh. And because we do not have confidence in the flesh, we are actively living in the spirit, worshiping in the spirit. When you trust God, you have left the realm of men. You are now operating in the realm of God. And you are worshiping God in the spirit. Let me tell you, trust in God is stronger than faith in God. (laughs) It's a mystery. (laughs) But we are in the keeper's house. (laughs) Jeremiah says, (laughs) blessed is the man who puts his trust in God. You actually have to receive him, trust him to have faith in him. If you don't trust God, you see, I don't trust Nogopo. I don't trust Antoine Yamwa. So I cannot have faith in Antoine. I need to trust Antoine to have faith in Antoine. So you need to trust the Lord. Trust is what is the mother of faith. It takes trust to enter into the realm of faith. Without trust, the door is locked. You need to trust God before you can build faith in him. Praise the Lord. That's why we are talking about this confident faith because this is what plants you in a realm where you can really express your faith in God. Is that unwavery mindedness that God is and is a rewarder. God is and is a performer. God is and is unchangeable in the changing times. That is what helps you to build your confidence in him. Praise the Lord. So he says, we do not build our confidence. Look at the scripture. He said, for we have no confidence in the flesh. No confidence at all in the flesh. In Proverbs chapter 3, this is what the wise man says. I mean, regarding what we just said. Not having confidence in the flesh. The wise man said, verse number 5, Proverbs 3, number 5. He says that, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Six. <laughs> in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. You trust in the Lord and he said, be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. <laughs> Alright, so not putting your confidence in the flesh is one. You are not wise in your own eyes. Verse number 6. In all your ways, you are acknowledging him. And in acknowledging him, he directs your path because you are worshipping him in spirit. And why is it so? Because in verse 5 says, you have put your trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trusting God goes beyond your mind. It goes with your spirit, your heart. Lean not on thine own understanding. I mean, your understanding of the situation economically is that it's bad. But if your confidence is in the Lord, you speak and say, I am rich. Even though everything around looks like I'm poor. That's why last week I quoted a scripture to you. said, though the fig tree may not blossom. Yet, I will put my trust in the Lord because the Lord is my strength. Alright, you understand? So, when you are walking in confident faith, it is, it is crucial because 
This world is a calamitous world. This world has already died. The world is gone. It's rotten. Everything here is impinges on your preservation and longevity. The moment you are born, you start dying. The moment you are born, you start failing. The moment you are born, you start... That's the Greek exclamation of, you are finished. (laughs) But, trusting in the Lord will preserve you. And... The way it will preserve you is that it will cause you to leave the realm of your natural wisdom and understanding. And hand over your life the same way you hand over your life to a car and a driver to drive you. On your journey. So that he's able to drive you safely. Maybe car cries, it's okay. Pilot. That one, once it flies, you have no say. As for a car, you get to a bus stop, you say, driver, I don't like the way you are driving. Hey, I'm dropping here. But when the pilot is airborne, no bus stop. You, you are like, God, this is, listen, this one is carrying Underwood. Jesus, take the wheel. It's not a Ghana one, but you still know. This is carrying, I'm, I'm talking about a gospel musician. Jesus, what? Take the wheel, not Bejistia, no. So you hand over your life unto God. And he drives you safely home. That is confident faith. I trust in God. I'm walking in God. And he's taking me there. Confidence in the Lord makes us to operate in our natural realm of the supernatural imperfection. See, the believer's natural realm is the supernatural. That when you are a child of God, you are no longer natural. It's confidence in God that takes you to that natural habitation of a believer, which is the supernatural. So when we see miracles here, it's the bread of the children. And bread is not mysterious. It's our supernatural, the supernatural realm. It's our natural realm. The unusual realm is our usual realm. Praise the Lord. Because we live in the... And what takes you there is the confident faith in God. Because you know that he is. He is there. And you are relating with him from that angle. Praise the Lord. Now, if Paul says that we do not build confidence in the flesh, what are the things that makes people to build confidence in the flesh? Even when they are children of God. What is it? In the same Philippians chapter 3, verse number 4 to 8, when Paul said, we do not build confidence in the flesh, in verse number 3, verse number 4, he said, number 3 says, okay, let's do number 3 first. Number 3 said, though, he said, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. For, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, that I qualify to have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he has whereof he has whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. You see, so confidence in the flesh is trust in the flesh. The same way confidence in God is trust in God. Say confidence equals trust. Is it our church? He said, if anybody thinks he has confidence in the flesh, me too, I can boast in it. 
And I can even boast more than the person. And why? What is his foundation? So they brought the column. So he's going to lay down his resume. And tell you his credential. What he has attained over the years. To let you know that if anybody were to build confidence in the flesh, he is the one. And what does he say in verse 5? He said, I more. 5. Circumcise the eighth day. <laughs> That's, I was circumcised by the law. I meet it. Of the stock of Israel. I'm not a stranger. I'm not a Gentile. Of the tribe of Benjamin. The first tribe to have a king. <laughs> I am, I am a, a child of Jacob. And Hebrew of the Hebrews. As touching the law, I'm a Pharisee, I'm a professor. <laughs> I, have you seen? Say resume. Say credential. Kadaba. <laughs> Six. Let's go to eight. Six to eight. He said, concerning zeal. Persecuting the church. I didn't persecute just mere people. I went after this infidels. <laughs> In his time when he was a Pharisee. He thought that all the people following the way, they were infidels. Persecuting the church, the spiritual place. I finished them. He killed a lot of them. So if anybody were to boast in the flesh concerning zeal, are you zealous more than me? You just killed one madman there. I went to kill apostles. He was a ringleader who was shouting, stone Stephen. Stone him. Stone him. And they stoned him. The guy was seeing the heavens open, but he was still dying from the stones of Saul. Hey, put the scripture there. It said concerning the persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. He was bold. Self-righteousness. Oh boy. Blameless. Seven. But what things were gained to me? Those I counted loss for Christ. You see, when you build confidence in the flesh, you are already out of range. Everything you are gaining by building confidence in the flesh is loss when it comes to Christianity. When it's like, I have certificate, it's loss. I have education, it's loss. I'm, I'm perfect. I mean, by your natural mind, it's loss. When you count on your abilities, it's lost. Because I can do all things through Christ. Once it's not going through Christ, it's a loss. It's lost in Christ. And he now gives his own appraisal of what it really means to say something is lost in Christ. Look at verse number 8. Where were we? Where we are 7? Okay, let me read 7 again. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Eight. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's a excellency of the knowledge of Christ. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. He said, when I had the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, I came to know Christ. Simple. He said, I counted all these things as poo-poo. All human achievement as dung. Don't you see dung there? Dung is for which animal? Cow. Mercy. I think it will be for horse as well. And zebra. When zebra, zebra, 
One of the ways zebra protects itself is to fart. Do you understand fart? Is to blow air from the back. When, and he does it very frequently. When zebra blows air, you, if, you, if you inhale it, something will happen to you. <laughs> so when you are chasing zebra, it's like, so you, you just pray you away. He said, this is dung. If the air can kill, you can imagine the dung. Very useless. Building confidence in the flesh. Pastor is teaching now. Is it our church? Tell somebody, walk in confident faith. Tell somebody, it's a blessing to walk in confidence. It's the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Very powerful. Praise the Lord. The end result for having confidence in the flesh is dung. And it is dung because Jeremiah 2.37 makes us understand that ungodly confidence is totally unprofitable. He said, Yea, though thou shalt go forth from him and thine hands upon thine head, for the Lord has rejected thy confidences. And thou shalt not prosper in them. God has rejected thy confidences. The things that you put your trust in, God has rejected them. He has made them nonsense. He has made them obsolete. They won't be relevant. They won't work for you. And because of that, thou shalt not prosper in them. So there is no prosperity in building confidence in the flesh or in any ungodly thing or system. Are you following this in at all? Confidence in the flesh is the real definition of spiritual poverty. When you say somebody is spiritually poor, it means that the person's confidence is in the flesh. It's not in God. Are you following now? He said you will not prosper in them. If you will not prosper in them, then you are going to be poor. You have no result. You, I mean, come on now. You have no result. You, you will never be able to be valuable in any way. Because prosperity adds value to your life. But he says that because the Lord is rejecting your confidences, you shall not prosper. If you want to prosper, prosperity is building your confidence in God. Praise the Lord. That's why we give our first fruit and we are not in doubt. That the Lord is going to prosper us. He's going to preserve us. He's going to keep us. The child of God doesn't die like the child of the world. The child of God doesn't suffer the same fate as a child of the world. You are a covenant child. Your trust is in God. Your confidence is in God. Bible says some trust in chariots. Others in horses. We shall put our trust in the name of the Lord. Why? The name of the Lord. The wise man said, it's a strong tower. The righteous run in and they are safe. Praise the Lord. He said, horses and chariots are prepared for the day of battle. But safety is of the Lord. When you understand this, you know that, oh boy, safety is of the Lord. Preservation is of the Lord. Conservation is of the Lord. Protection is of the Lord. It is God who keeps. It is confidence in the Lord that will hide you in the secret pavilion. 
of the Most High God. When you build your confidences in Egypt, Assyria, Babylon. He said it doesn't matter how high Babylon will go, it will fall. I don't want to build my confidence in something that is perishable. I want to build my confidence in something that is eternal. That is unshakable, unchangeable, steadfast. It's, it's constant. It's unwavering. God cannot lie. God cannot change. Are you here at all? In him there is no shadow of doubt. When he starts, he finishes. I want to build my confidence in something that is permanent. And progressive. It's powerful. Praise the Lord. Say my confidence is in the Lord. Uh, Flora, take Michael. Give Flora Michael for I think today I'll be preaching and me singing. Wow. He'll be singing, I got confidence in you. Slow. Hey, go and play the keyboard. Makoto, clap for them. Ash. Tell somebody my confidence is in God. It's very powerful. People put their confidence in wrong things. And we are going to discuss some of the wrong things. People put their confidence. Paul has told us his own. But we are going to come through the Bible. And see with scriptures. Some of the things people place their confidence in. Hey. Hey. Can you sing? I've got confidence in you, Jesus. I've got confidence in you. Anytime, any day. Wow. I've got confidence in you, Jesus. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. Jesus. I've got confidence in you. Wow. Jesus, I've got confidence in you. Anytime, any day, I've got confidence in you.
Like preaching, wow! The lion has awoken. Is it our church? It's a cosmopolitan church. In case you don't know, it's ultra modern. This church is multifaceted. It's what state of the art church. Very futuristic. My future is very clear unto me now. Wow. What are some of the wrong things people place their confidence in? Psalm 118 verse 8. First and foremost, understand that confidence equals trust in a thing or a person. Psalm 118 verse 8 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Wrong. Say error. <laughs> it's better. If there's some, something better, I'll go for that which is better. So one of the wrong things people place their confidence, inferior things people put their confidence in, is generally people put or place their confidence in man. And man fails them. Praise the Lord. People place their confidence You see, when you place your confidence in a thing or a person, you have actually placed your confidence in the nature and the ability of the thing or the person. So, assuming you place your confidence in man, you have one, place your confidence in the nature of man. And what's the nature of man? Man is very temporal. Man is very inconsistent. Man is fallible. Man is perishable, terminable, aspirable. Man is limited, temporal. The days of a man, they are few, full of affliction. 
Man is not all seeing, all knowing. Man is not all powerful. Man is not source to man. Man is a product of a particular source. How do I put my, my trust in a product that has a source? I'll go and look for the source. God is self-sufficient. That's why he's called El Shaddai, the self-sustaining double-breasted one. That in case you are looking for father, double-breasted strong one, that strong aspect of him in the, in the, in the Hebrew is called the man. It's the man is strong. Woman is the weaker versus. He's the El, El Shaddai means the double-breasted strong one. He's the strong one, the mighty man of war. Double-breasted. The feminine part of God. He can just give you breast. Ish. Exclusive breastfeeding. To build your immune system. Your brain will be working well. You won't die young. I feel like preaching here. It's self-sustained. That if you are looking for a man, it's God. If you are looking for a woman, it's God. You are looking for a father, it's in God. You are looking for a mother, it's in God. He is the two in one. If you like, he said, God is three in person. I give it. Is it by force? Water. It's only an illiterate or an ignorant person. Who says water is different from ice? Yeah, because you have not gone to school now. You don't know that ice is frozen water. <laughs> Put it in water. It will tell you that, yeah, Jesus came to walk here, but it's God. Are you following here at all? God in the flesh. In case you don't believe that he's also the spirit. Put the water and the ice on fire. You see the steam will come. He's, the, he's flowing. He's, it is only you that doesn't know. But we know that he's, he's the same. And he, he does not have a problem. Existing as three in one. Whenever you are drinking tea. God is telling you. That three, three in one is in action. Am I talking to somebody here? He said it is better to put your trust in God. Than to put confidence in man. So one of the wrong things people put their confidence is man. And let me not veer off. I've told you about the nature of man. Then you also put confidence in the ability. What, what abilities has man got? God's ability. Bible says that with him nothing shall be impossible. That's nothing. He said I'm the God of all flesh. There's nothing impossible with me. But here now. As we are sitting here now, if I tell this Harry to give me $10,000, the kind of tongues he will pray, I've never heard before. He's so limited. Just 10000 oh. He'll be scratching the head as if he's got lice in the head. Don't put your trust in man. <laughs> in Judges chapter 9 verse 26, Judges 9 26, I don't know if somebody is getting blessed this morning. And Gal, the son of Ebed, came with his brethren and went over to Shechem. And the men of Shechem put their confidence in him. Men in a place can put their confidence in another man. But Jeremiah says that, Jeremiah, I think chapter, um, is it 5, 17 or 17 verse 5? I think it's 17 verse 5. Okay, let's do five five seventeen. Look at that. They put their confidence. Five seventeen. Is it five seventeen? 
Okay. 17 verse 5. Did you give me that one before? It's not plenty like that. Eh? <laughs> that saith the Lord. <laughs> Cursed be the man that trusted in man. And maketh flesh his arm. And whose heart departed from the Lord. Anytime you put your confidence in man. Your heart has departed from God. And he says that departure. From God. Equals to a curse. Curse is the man. Who put his trust. In another man. How can the creature put his trust in another creature? That man you are trying to trust and you are trying to put your confidence is as limited as you are. Maybe in a better position, but it's limited. Some of them have money and sickness at the same time. That is terminal. And that's what you don't know. <laughs> they have both. Some of them have money, they can't sleep. You are putting your confidence there. But when I sleep, I sleep. I sleep well, well. I sleep, I oversleep self. The Holy Ghost wakes me up to pray. Put your confidence in God. It's better that way. Praise the Lord. Because his abilities are inexhaustible. So that is it. Number two. People put their confidences in verse 9. Psalm 118 verse 9. They put their confidences in princes. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in what? princess. Somebody say princess. That's another wrong thing. Or another wrong area to put your confidence in. My politician friend. You know, it's a prince. <laughs> People in position. When you put your confidence in them, Bible says you will fall down. And you will fall down and hurt yourself big time. Say big time. So people put their confidences in men in authority. Men who seem to be powerful. They even put their confidences in pastors, prophets, teachers, apostles, evangelists, anointed men. Trust God. Who uses these men? Praise the Lord. Including myself. Who as you are putting your confidence in me, it, is, it can be one of the reasons why you believe in a careless life. Yeah, yeah. When I was younger, I thought that if I had a particular sickness, I would run to Benihin. One of the healing evangelists here, so I thought, okay, I can live a careless life. In my mind, thank God I didn't go into careless living. Because <laughs> I saw healing on, on television. I said, why do people die of HIV? They run to this man now. So you can see that kind of mentality. I said, okay, if I, it was in my power, I would have just slept with any woman thinking that when I appear, I will be healed. That's putting your confidence in a man of God. But sometimes, I mean, we pray. People get healed. I don't know the mechanism. When I stand here to pray and say, God is telling me somebody, blah, 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 and they get healed. Did I connect a tube to them? I don't know now. The truth of the matter is we have prayed for people who never got healed. And there are others, many of them we prayed for, they got healed. But some died. Any anointed man of God will tell you that they have not been able to save everybody. Don't put your trust in princes. Praise the Lord. People in authority. My uncle is a minister. Oh boy. Abomwa. The president can be whatever to you. But if God doesn't touch them. The heart of the king. Is in the hand of God. You trust God. He will move the prince for you. If you trust the prince aside God. That's a curse. So my confidence is in God. Praise the Lord. 
Are we moving gradually? Praise God. Is somebody getting blessed this morning? Hey. So what are the keys in working in confidence? Because I'm just sharing small, small bits here. Second service will continue. What are the keys in working in this confidence of faith? Number one, say fear of God. I can't hear you. Say fear of God. All right, before we do the keys, look at what happens when you put your confidence in a prince. Proverbs 25, 19. Proverbs 25, 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Did I write it? Doctor, stand up. What are some of the things a person is likely to encounter when the tooth is broken or is hurting? Let's say the gum is infected. Tell us medical science. You have fever. <laughs> fever. Oh fever. Fever. Yeah. Wow. How is it that my voice comes in only so I can? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> fever. Yeah. You won't be able to chew food in your mouth properly. In a normal way. Yeah. Wow. You won't be able to masticate the food or. Well. Masticate. Yes. Masticate. Yes. And also, you are likely to, um, it's likely to affect other parts of the team. Yeah. Say, wow. wow. So, you, you feel feverish. Have you seen how you feel in this life? <laughs> I'm showing you that fever, what it means. So, when you put your confidence in a prince, the minister said, I will help you. You go and you join Q and you don't see. And when you see him, he said, we are still trying to find our foot. That disappointment can make you feel feverish. And able to chew well. You can't masticate. <laughs> Wow. You see people chewing goat meat. You are there. You are salivating. Ah. But the broken tooth is not allowing you. Eesh. People are enjoying marriage. And you cannot enjoy. You are following some TB. B. Hey, no, if I interpret TB here, you think I'm not a pastor. But it, I think it's a treasury bill. When you go to this TB I've said is a major hmm. hey. you can't masticate God let this word stick hey, Dr. Techua come he said it is not only like a broken tutor stand come it's also like what a joint out of place what are some of the things that will come to somebody whose joint is out of place? person will not be able to bear weight on the affected leg. So the person will be limping. The person will experience pain. There will be swelling around the parts and there will also be deformity. Wow. Deformity. That God did not create you. He created you to be walking like this. You'll be walking like this. You know, it, that, that's how people take one style, you know. 
It's, oh, what are you talking? Some of the women who has got one short leg, eh, they use it for scale. The leg, no, no reach. You'll be walking hypocritically. Hey, I'm preaching on. You are living, you, see, you, are, you are like a make-believe. Because your confidence is in man. I'm teaching you. Is it our church? You don't want people to know that there is a pain. So when people are jumping, you try to jump. Say, mm, mm. You are jumping. So, mm. <laughs> you, are, you are taking style. You are not normal. You are not original. You will not be able to bear weight on the affected leg. That's when the giftings, talents, the potentials in you, they become useless. So this scripture, what is actually saying is that your life will be useless in the time of trouble because of who you put your confidence in. That's why you think you have a case. Don't you see politicians? They'll tell you, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. Once the case reaches a high level, you call them, the phone will not go. <laughs> That's why you will know that we are not with you, you are on your own. It's a mafia thing. Am I speaking to somebody at all? Every man has some faithfulness in them. And if you build your confidence in them, your life will operate like a broken tooth. And a joint out of place. You are out of course. You are already disqualified from your race. That's why our confidence must be in God. What are the keys? Number one, fear of God. Number one is what? Talk to me. Number one is what? All right. What's the scripture? Are you getting blessed this morning? Proverbs 14, 26. Proverbs 14, 26. Look at that. Let's read it together. One go. In the fear of the Lord is strong what? Confidence. And his children shall have a place of what? Refuge. In the fear of the Lord is strong. Inside the fear of God. Anybody that has the fear of God has strong confidence. Let us now therefore come boldly. That word fear of God means that there is no guilt on your mind. That you are a child of God. There is no guilt, no iniquity. You are not walking in sin, living in sin. Can you imagine if you went to sleep with somebody's husband and you were living praise and leading praise and worship this morning? How you feel? Sin kills your confidence. Unrighteousness takes away your confidence. And it, not only that, it says that it also takes away your, your security. It says, and his children shall have a place of refuge. The fear of God is a place of refuge. You feel protected because of the fear of God. The world wants us to believe that when you have the fear of God, you are colo. You are out of fashion. But the fear of God gives you strong confidence. It gives you what? Strong confidence. That is the reason why some of us are bold. We are bold. We are not afraid of anything. We confront any demon in hell. Without any consequence in our mind. Knowing that God has got our back. 
Are you here at all? Fear of God. That's why I always encourage you and admonish you. Live in the, in the fear of God. No need for premarital sex. No need for adultery whilst you are married. No need to cut corners. Can you imagine if you are part of the corruption? When they put the special prosecutor there, you are running away. Some people are in this country, but their spirit has run out. Because they know that Kianike Martin. Is it Martin? Citizen vigilante. We had dear 24 Akwaba. And politicians are like atomic energy. They see that some insects have brought some poison in town. They will catch one of them, take the thing inside them, inject them, and send them, go and eat them up. Can you imagine the kind of person they chose as special prosecutor? Very strategic. How will you now be crying? He has come to hunt us. When your own man is after you. Is there any witch hunting? <laughs> as, as I'm talking freely now. Some people have stopped talking on radio. To minimize the consequence. Because of corruption. Corruption brings demotion. Lack of fear of God is the easiest way to lose your balance. But when you are walking in the fear of God, when you stand before God and you are praying, full confidence. That's when Jesus said, I and my father, we are one. He was sinless, blameless. But when you are, you are, you are smoking in the corner, Drinking alcohol in the car. You don't want me to mention alcohol. Why am I mentioning alcohol all the time? I'm delivering somebody from alcohol. Then you are praying to God. You are blowing fuse. Good morning, God. See hangover. God have mercy on somebody here. Stop following somebody's husband. You have confidence to stand before God. Being a side chick. It's putting confidence in an unfaithful friend. Hey. One pastor met me. He said, the way you preach purity in your church, you will not get members. So I said, let's compare now. <laughs> let's compare. I'm not leading people to hell now. It's the purity I'm preaching that's making you come. You don't want us to preach purity. Hey. Hmm. I don't want to push this thing. Because I will say some things you think I'm not a pastor. Okay. First John chapter 3 verse 21. First John 3 21. Very quickly. My time is up. Beloved. If our heart condemn us not. Then have we confidence towards God. You see, people can see that you are fine. But you are the best person to know your state of righteousness. As pastor is here, don't you see? Am I not looking fine? 
I look righteous. I look clean. Do you know some of the things I've done last night before coming here? You can never tell. Even if God were to show you, you wouldn't believe it. But I know what thing I don't do. That's why people can appraise you to be super. And God sees you to be dirty. And because you know you cannot hide from God. The Bible says everything is naked before God. When you are going before God, shame is equal to nakedness. So you are full of shame. You cannot have confidence to stand before God. And if you live in sin and a demon attacks your home, it removes your confidence from confronting the demon. You are afraid to confront the demon now. When you have a dream, you say, boy. When I would stand and say, what that demon, where are you? Come here. Confidence, come here. Because of sin, some of you have just said, you know, we, we don't know how to pray. It's not that you don't know how to pray. There's no formula for prayer. It's that you don't have a good standing before God to make your request. Your mouth is poisonous towards your husband. How can you pray? You're an abusive husband. Always insulting your wife. Are you a human being? I should have even married the other lady. Oh boy, change your ways. So that you can walk in confident faith. Are you following this in at all? When there's a contract, you are not able to lay claim on it because you are not sure of your balance. You are limping. You are the limping man. You went and touched there. You vowed to God. God, I vow with the sign of the cross. I wouldn't touch it untouchable. You went and touched it untouchable. When you came, you said, Pastor said, Okay, all the brothers come. Let's just lay hands on the people. He said, Me, I'll hold the oil. <laughs> Some people, they are making their first trade, but I'm suspecting them. <laughs> It's like, I don't really feel fine. <laughs> it's a lie. It's a lie. You don't have confidence before God. Because your heart condemns you. That's why some people, some people, <laughs> some people don't come to church, not because anybody heard them in church. It's because what they are going to do, they feel hypocritical. Come into the presence of God. That one too is dangerous. God still wants you to come. You hear a message like this, it will wash you. I've not said you go to hell, but I'm telling you that to gain confidence before God and demons. See, the demon said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Demons know. And because the people, their grounds were not good, they started running. The demon said, Wow. These boys are running. You get canes. <laughs> so when you don't walk in righteousness, things will kill you. Need righteousness to sustain your confidence in God. So when you are saying, let the weak say, I am strong. When you are declaring, I shall not die. I will live to declare the words of God. You say it with an unwavering persuasion conviction beyond doubt.
that God hears you and he does it. And that sickness cannot kill you. It's impossible. It doesn't matter to trouble. It's powerful. I can't finish this. We need to raise the case for the second service. But I'm praying that as a child of God, you begin to walk in this confident faith where you stand shoulders high, chest out, and you are coming with your hand in your pocket. Losuka barakaso prediga, jekronu malika zokratu zopre, jakaka, and you know the heavens are open. May your heavens be open from today. Whatever men struggle to attain, receive the grace to attain. By confidence, may terrible things in righteousness be used as answers unto you. Shout aloud, Amen. Receive grace. This week you shall prosper. This week you will see the glory of God. This week, whatever you say will come to pass. This week, your request shall be granted. May you receive favor before God. Receive your glory in Jesus' name. In this one week, you are returning with a testimony. Return with a testimony. Return with a testimony. Return with a testimony. Somebody shout confidence. Say, I have confidence in Jehovah. I don't bow to any man. I am strong, powerful, anointed and favored. Say, it's my year of increase. Come on now, shout increase. Shout increase. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International, located at Medina Estate, Accra, off the Social Welfare Road, between the Goyle Filling Station and Valwan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. For further information, visit our website, www.keepershousechapel.org. One word, call 0244-117831 or 0204-916168 or 0277-432-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, at 9.30 a.m. for the second service, on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service, and on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experience in Jesus, birth in ministries.